is up. It's the rant. My name is Jeff Rackleth, and it is Friday, October 23rd. What what a game. What an interesting game that was. See, even bad football is good. Doesn't really matter. Anybody poo-pooing the idea? All the haters with their haterade. Poo-pooing the idea of a Giants-Eagles game. That was entertaining, man. I, I enjoyed it. And I'm sure we are going to enjoy this weekend of fantasy football. So I'm going to preview the games for you, break down the matchup upgrades and downgrades. Outside of wide receiver, of course, I did that on the podcast yesterday, which you can listen back to if you happen to miss it or just download it. That's that's always good, too. Before I get into it, though, i got to tell you about our sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. Well, do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Have I said that before? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. And I think that's really the key thing to take on. It's different. It's definitely different. It's There's no salary caps, right, on monkeyknifefight.com. You don't have to play against the masses. That means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. MonkeyKnifeFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, eSports, and a little thing called football. And by the way, basketball coming back in December. Yours truly, that's my number two sport, baby. NBA, I'm excited that uh, they figured it out there, so that's awesome. And of course, you can play Monkey Knife Fight when that starts back up. You know what else MonkeyKnifeFight.com has? A free $5 game for you just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, R-A-N-T, you'll have your first deposit matched instantly up to $50. So, of course, with a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you'll be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play, right? Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up to play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. Great way to help the podcast out right there. All right, so let's dive into it for you here. Uh, we're going to start with Detroit and Atlanta. Definitely an exciting contest here. And, and I think one of the big questions I'm asking, especially because I have this guy in my two-quarterback league, uh, my home league, is this the, is this the week for Matty Stafford? <laughs> is it going to finally happen this week? Well, the Falcons have made it happen for a lot of opposing quarterbacks. Allowing a hefty 345.2 passing yards per game to the position. And they're one of just two teams to surrender three passing scores per game. So, like Stafford a lot in one quarterback leagues as well. They're really friendly to opposing tight ends. So, TJ Hawkinson trending up. 73 passing yards per game, or receiving yards, I should say. And 1.2 receiving scores to the position. In other words... They have allowed six touchdowns to tight ends. So that's good for Hawkinson uh, right there. Uh, also, last week, we did see that changing of the guard with DeAndre Swift. 17 touches, 16 for Peterson. Swift is far from a slam dunk, but you would have to assume, you have to assume, rational coaching. Can't assume that in the NFL, but I think the genie's ultimately out of the bottle. I- I'm not going to go overboard here. Swift's a back-end RB2 play. But he is in the mix as an RB2. On the other side of this matchup, hey, Matty Ice got it rolling last week. And and I really like him again here. I think that maybe it was just Dan Quinn, perhaps. Or maybe that was the spark, getting rid of Dan Quinn. Regardless, like Matty Ice, I'm not going to go with Hayden Hurst, though. He did score last week, but Detroit's been tough on opposing tight ends. Just 19.2 yards per game allowed to the position. That's not a lot, last I checked. Todd Gurley. 
not e- not efficient last I checked. 20 for 47 on the ground last week. But this is a favorable match of 5.2 yards per carry is what the Lions have surrendered so far this year. And Gurley's going to see volume. So he's, he's an RB2. Not excited about him, but he is an RB2. Cleveland-Cincinnati. Mid-pack. Mid-pack matchup here for the Brownies. Uh Except for the tight end. So you're you're starting your normal suspects. So Kareem Hunt's an RB1. OBJ is a wide receiver two. Landry's a wide receiver three. Baker, maybe in two quarterback leagues, is a back end quarterback two, but not in one quarterback leagues. But Austin Hooper is the player who I think is the only guy who gets like an upgrade. Three receiving touchdowns allowed to tight ends from the Bengals. It's the number six matchup. So Hooper slides into the back end tight end one conversation. Now, ordinarily, I would say, you know, hey, no upgrades or downgrades, but you're starting Mixon, blah, blah, blah. Well, you're not starting Mixon. <laughs> you're not. If you miss the news, Giovanni Bernard will be uh, in place here because Joe Mixon is not going to play with a foot injury. So since Mixon's been in the league, so we're talking the last four years, going back to 2017, he's missed four games. In those four games, Bernard has been the lead guy in all four of them. Here's what you get out of Bernard in those games. 17.5 touches, 88.5 total yards, one touchdown. This is averages. He's almost 20 DK points, 19.4 DraftKings points per game. That's RB1 production right there. Now, I'm not going to rank him as an RB1, but I think he is an absolute must-start RB2 plus this week. So... Geo, if he's some, somehow still out there, I ran out and grabbed him in any league I can uh, or I could today. He's an absolute must-add. Uh, Steelers and Titans. The Steelers didn't need to throw the ball last week, so don't worry about the numbers or lack thereof. But I do think they're going to have to throw this week, and you can throw on Tennessee. because I, I really think Tennessee, hey, if they don't win, they're going to be in it the whole time. And I do think Tennessee ultimately wins this game too. So Pittsburgh's going to have to throw uh, here's what they're allowing. Fifth most passing yards per game, the Titans, that is, to quarterbacks, 285.2, 2.6 passing scores per game. So Big Ben's a top 12 play this week. In terms of the receivers, I did talk a little bit about it yesterday, but more on this. Chase Claypool is the guy. I'm not going to trust Deontay Johnson this week. I'm not putting him in starting lineups. I would rather use Juju because at least I know what I'm going to get with Juju, which is basically like hopefully wide receiver three production. But that's where we are with that one. Otherwise, you know, James Conner obviously is good to go as a back-end RB1, basically. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, on fire, number one fantasy quarterback over the last two weeks. I think he comes back to earth a little bit here. The Steelers, the number 28 matchup for quarterbacks, 252 passing yards per game. But Tannehill is playing so well that I don't think you can outright fade him in one quarterback leagues. He's a back-end quarterback one. Likewise, you're not fading Derrick Henry, but just keep this in mind. 264. That's how many total yards he had last week. 264. That's insane. Uh, the Steelers are allowing 85.4 total yards per game to opposing backfields. That is the lowest in the league. So, you know, the efficiency is going to certainly almost has to come down for Henry, but, you know, whatever. Just keep that in mind. It's not like you're fading him ever. Carolina, New Orleans, only two teams allow three passing scores per game. I said that already, but New Orleans is the other one. So it's Atlanta and New Orleans. The Saints are actually the number four fantasy matchup for opposing tight ends. So am I setting this up for Teddy B? No, 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 no. 
Uh, two quarterback leagues, sure, but I'm not starting Teddy Bridgewater in a one quarterback league. I do think this is just fine, though, for DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. I like them both this week. Uh, we also get one more week of Mike Davis. Now, keep in mind, tough matchup on the ground, 3.63 yards per carry is what the Saints are allowing, but you don't start Mike Davis for on the ground. You start him for his passing game work, and he's still a top 10 play. Carolina, no longer the number one fantasy matchup for running backs, but they're not far off. They're only a half point out of first place. Uh, they are the third match, third best matchup. 4.84 rushing yards per attempt uh, and 1.3 rushing scores per game in this matchup. So, yeah, you are starting Alvin Kamara, duh. But do you start Lat Murray? I think that's the better question. I don't want to get too cute with this one, and I know people are going to get cute. Well, Murray has an amazing matchup. Well, yeah, he also has Alvin Kamara. So here's what I'm doing with Murray. If I'm in a situation where I really legit don't have an RB2, then yes, maybe you can use him, but I'm not going to start him ahead of guys who are RB2s. So, you know, looking through my rankings right now, guys who I would not start uh, ahead of Latavius Murray, or uh, vice versa, guys who I would not start Latavius Murray ahead of, ready? Uh, DeAndre Swift, Devin Singletary, Justin Jackson, Jarek McKinnon, uh, Joshua Kelly, uh, Daryl Henderson, James White, and I do expect White to play, Melvin Gordon. Guys who I would start him ahead of, and this is just solely based on my rankings, okay? Chase Edmonds, J.D. McKissick, Adrian Peterson, Philip Lindsay, uh, Frank Gore, Damian Harris. So see what I mean? In most instances there, that you may have better options. I'm not going to get too cute, especially like if you're talking like the Antonio Gibsons of the world. Don't get cute. Don't get cute with it. Kenyon Drake, don't get cute. So that's where we are uh, with with that one. Also, keep in mind, Michael Thomas, we're still keeping an eye on his status. Uh, you never like to see a downgrade midweek, so there's a chance, there's a chance we may not see him this week. Hamstring injury goes limited on Wednesday, DNP on Thursday. I don't have a Friday practice report, but at the time I'm recording this, so just keep an eye on him. Buffalo and the Jets, get excited. Well, I mean, usual suspects for, for the Bills, right? Allen and Diggs every week. I'm interested in the backfield because it is a good matchup, but and you heard me, I'd, I would start Devin Singletary ahead of Latavius Murray, even though Zach Moss is back. Moss puts a damper on Singletary, but Singletary's still the clear lead guy. That could change, though. So Moss, if you have him on your bench, I don't think I'd necessarily jump off that ship just yet. Uh, Jamison Crowder, speaking of midweek downgrades, he was downgraded. So just keep an eye on... Crowder's status. He has a groin injury. Uh, otherwise, I'm not playing anybody else, but I am going to at least monitor the backfield with LaMichael P. Ryan and Frank Gore. Uh, there's at least upside to LaMichael P. Ryan if he gets the work, but that's the if right now. Dallas and Washington last week was not pretty for Zeke, but it's not a committee with Tony Pollard despite the fumbleitis, right? Uh, th- the matchup isn't great. 3.97 yards per carry is what the football team is allowing to opposing backfields, but it doesn't matter with Zeke. You're going to use him anyway. I haven't dropped Andy Dalton in one quarterback leagues where I picked him up yet. I, I have viable starters there, but this will be the litmus test for me. If he really falters in this one again, then he may be droppable. 
Uh, there's not much you can use in Washington. So Terry McLaurin, obviously, every week. In a two-quarterback league, you could stream Kyle Allen. It's a nice matchup against Dallas. But I think the backfield is really the most appealing thing. So you heard me earlier say, I have Antonio Gibson clearly ahead of J.D. McKissick. And I don't think it's I don't think it's particularly that close. It's not as close as the last two weeks have made it look. And I want to you know make sure we have our expectations set for J.D. McKissick. He's a passing down back. Last week they were losing. Of course, he, you know, was used more. I don't know if they're losing in this one. I, I actually took Washington here. I mean, to pick them now, but it's moved. Dallas opened as the favorite, so that line movement tells me Washington. Anyway, uh, Green Bay and Houston on the Green Bay side. Let's be careful. Aaron Jones, a game-time decision. So ordinarily I'd be like, this is a smash spot. I mean, Houston's allowing almost six yards per carry. But just just be careful here if you have Aaron Jones, and it might be wise, even if you don't have Aaron Jones, like the two guys we should be grabbing off of waivers if they're not already grabbed uh, are Giovanni Bernard and Jamal Williams. On the other side, plus matchup for David Johnson. Otherwise, you know, you're starting your, your normal suspects here. But David Johnson, plus matchup, so keeps him in the RB2 conversation. I'm not in love with how he's performed this season, but the Packers are the number one fantasy matchup for running backs. Seattle, Arizona, this game, of course, got moved to the the Sunday night spot. It does look like Vegas and Tampa are going to be in the clear here. But anyway, talk about that game in a minute. Russ and company, sure, firing on all cylinders. Love the matchup for Chris Carson. The Cards are the number 12 matchup for running backs. They've given up big days to Raheem Mostert, to Antonio Gibson, to Mike Davis, and even to Zeke, even though it wasn't pretty last week. So Carson's a top 10 play. Kyler is in a smash spot. This is number two fantasy matchup. Kenyon Drake, though. Let's talk about this guy. So, last week's heroics maybe put him almost back in our good graces, but I think people are going to end up being frustrated with him after this one. So, the uh, the Seahawks are actually pretty good against the run. 3.68 yards per carry against Seattle, so just be careful. I, I just think we need to level set with Drake. Like, he's their lead back. That's not changing. And I know people get frustrated and they want to say he sucks and all that, but he's their lead back. He's their early down guide. He's going to get volume in that offense, but this is a tough matchup. Kansas City, Denver on the Denver side, mid-pack matchups for the most part. Melvin Gordon will be back in the mix. I think he's more of a fringe RB2 play than just like a rock-solid RB2 play. I don't know how much Philip Lindsay we actually see in this one. Uh, last week was good, but I don't know if it necessarily moved the needle to you know, a full-blown committee or anything like that, but more of like a front-end flex play for Melvin Gordon is where I'm viewing him. And I'm going to keep saying it. I love Tim Patrick, and I do actually think if you need the room, you could drop Jerry Judy. There's not much there to him. Uh, on the other side, hey, this is going to be an interesting week for Clyde Edwards-Alaire, not because of Le'Veon Bell, because I don't think we see much or any of Le'Veon Bell. It's because of the matchup. Denver is the number 30 fantasy matchup for opposing running backs. 3.7 yards per carry, only one rushing touchdown allowed to the position. So Edwards Alaire based on volume, yes, back end RB1, but let's be clear, this may not be the most efficient day. Of course, they get the Jets next week. Uh, San Francisco and New England, no Raheem Mostert. I, feel, I think that Jarek McKinnon is going to be the lead back. Based on what we saw already this season, I know there's a lot of Jamichael Hasty love. I wouldn't put it past Kyle Shanahan, but also Jeff Wilson could be back in this one. So that really complicates things. I, I If I'm going to use one, I'm going to use McKinnon. I'm going to use him as a back-end RB2. And in fact, I am in a league. 
Uh, on the other side, I'm not using Damian Harris. I'm not using anybody but Cam. Uh, the matchup's brutal for Damian Harris. 3.29 yards per carry. That's that's one of the lowest. It is the lowest in the league right now, what the 49ers are giving up. So want no piece of that right there. Jacksonville, and that's to running backs, by the way. Jacksonville and the Chargers. It's a nice matchup for Gardner Minshew, but I'm not going to I'm not going as far as using him in one quarterback leagues. He's just too volatile. But the Chargers are allowing 284 passing yards per game. 1.8 passing scores per game to quarterbacks. So I like that for DJ Chark. He is off the injury report. Should be good to go. On the other side, a lot of attention on Justin Herbert, but I really think we should be looking at Justin Jackson instead. Justin Jackson, Joshua Kelly get the number five matchup for running backs. 114.3 rushing yards, 1.2 rushing scores per game. And Jackson, you know, all right, so he's the better play, but I don't think, you just heard me, I, I think Joshua Kelly is a flex option as well. I think they're both playable this week. And I don't think we can just simply say, okay, Jackson's the number one because he was already, so therefore he is again. I don't know if we can say that. It wouldn't surprise me at all if it flip-flopped this week. So I know people are looking for a reason to drop Joshua Kelly. I would not be doing that. And Justin Jackson absolutely needs to be owned. And he probably is in your league, but just throwing that out there. All right, final two games. I'll do the Monday night game on, on the show this week. I, I, I realize, hey, maybe I should have been doing that all along to help you out as you're setting your lineup. So here we go. First, the previous Sunday night game, which is no longer the Sunday night game, Tampa and the Raiders. Uh, Ron Jones. Who? Ron Jones. Well, he's coming off a big week, 22 for 88, eh, four yards per or whatever. But he had two rushing scores. Now, the workload is encouraging over the last two weeks. The matchup is encouraging. Raiders allowing 1.4 rushing scores per game. But we do have to keep in mind that Leonard Fournette is practicing in full and could be back in a mix. So Jones is volatile. I have him as a back-end RB1. He's volatile. He's Jones. He's volatile. I said it a few. I said it right after they got Leonard Fournette, right? Didn't I on this very podcast? I was like, "Watch, Leonard Fournette's going to score two touchdowns." Let's say it again. Watch, we're going to be all in on Jones, and Leonard Fournette is going to score two touchdowns. I really don't think it happens, though. I, I think Jones has done enough here to at least hold off Fournette. So I'm going to roll with him as a top twelve option. You start Jacobs. You start Waller every week. Do you start Rugs this week? No. The passing matchup is brutal. Derek Carr. He's been a surprise at times this season, but I don't want to go after this. Third fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks here from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I don't want to go after this matchup uh, with Derek Carr and the passing game. Outside of Aaron Waller, that is. Chicago and the Rams. I mean, you're starting Allen Robinson every week, but who else are you starting every week? Well, it's David Montgomery. And um, he is just the quintessential definition of lackluster like there's nothing to him that really stands out for me with one notable exception and that's the volume he's seeing and there's nobody there who's going to take touches away from him Ryan Null is not taking touches away from him and Cordero Patterson's like a gimmick a couple carries a game gimmick but otherwise David Montgomery 23 touches so even if he's that was last week even if he's inefficient with 23 touches who cares it's 23 touches. He's an RB2. He's not better than an RB2, but he's also not worse than an RB2. He's an RB2. Now, I know a lot of people are trying to trade for David Montgomery. He's not really a trade target for me right now because I actually think his value is relatively as high as it's going to be. 
So I don't want to go after him if you happen to. I don't know. I get a lot of David Montgomery trade questions. I guess people are trying to jump off that ship. I don't know. Anyway, on the other side, the Bears defense is the real deal, man. Don't underestimate it. They are the second worst fantasy matchup for quarterbacks. So fading Jared Goff in one quarterback leagues this week. I, I think it's a Cooper Cup week. I'm going to keep saying that. So I, I don't mind Cooper Cup. And I'm going to start Bob Woods every week. But uh, the running backs really where our focus is. Daryl Henderson, who started the week banged up. Remember, their practice reports start on Thursday for the Monday game. Started the week banged up, but he's still the lead back. 32 snaps for him last week. Malcolm Brown, 27. Cam Akers, 1. I want to stash this backfield. Like, if I have Henderson, I'm good. Like, I have Henderson, I have the lead back for now. If I have Malcolm Brown, I'm holding him on my bench. If I have Malcolm Brown, I'm not also picking up Cam Akers because I don't want to overload. That's too many eggs in one basket for me. I'd rather look elsewhere if I can. Same thing if I have Akers, I'm just going to hold Akers for now and see what we have. I do think ultimately we're going to see more Akers down the stretch, but let's be clear, this is... 2020 and any injuries can open the door so like let's say Henderson goes down right now Malcolm Brown's probably the lead back you know that's kind of where we are so it's a mess it's a headache if I just start one this week it is Henderson fringe RB2 back end RB2 whatever you want to call him like top 25 right but that's it that's it and that's it that's it for the show that's it for the week week seven making that turn for home in season-long fantasy football, and if you want to check out all the season-long fantasy football goods that we have to offer over at FTN, check it out, ftnfantasy.com. Use the promo code RATPACK. That'll get you 10% off on a subscription, which is a pretty good deal uh, for sure. Uh, lots of goods, man. All the tools. My whole goal, and and I think you know a lot of my, my partners who started this site up, so Brad Evans... Elliot, Chris, Kevin Adams, and 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 everybody else. I think the goal is literally you don't need to go to another website. You know, how many times do you do that when you're researching, right? You have multiple tabs open, you're like bouncing back and forth. We didn't want to do that. We want to be one site, and, and that's all you need, right? And that's what we're going after here. So go check it out if you haven't already, and lots of free tools and, and, and content as well that you can check out on the site if you're not a subscriber, you want to get a taste of what we have to offer. Appreciate all the reviews on iTunes. Oh, baby. The wheels are in motion for the celebration. We'll have an announcement coming soon. But we don't want to stop at 1,000. You know, we want to just keep going, man. So if you haven't reviewed the podcast already on Apple uh, Apple Podcasts, please do so. All you have to do is open up the Apple Podcast app if you're an iPhone user. Go to my podcast, The Rant with Jeff Ratcliffe. Click on it. Scroll down. Click the stars. It's that simple. Click the stars. Now, you can, if you're an Android user, you know, you have a different type of phone, you can always find other ways to do it, including on the web uh, to review the podcast. But every review helps. So please, please, please help out the podcast by reviewing it. On social media, I'm at Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter, I'm at Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram. And of course, you can use the hashtag Rat Pack. That way, I know you are a listener of the show. We're, we're still talking about cargo shorts on social media, if you haven't seen that. <laughs> Join the discussion. Let your two cents be heard about cargo shorts. Cargo shorts in 2020, yay or nay? 
<laughs> yep, that's that's what we're talking about. Anyway, enjoy the football this weekend. We'll be back on Monday for another edition of the pod. So I will catch you on the flip side. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here. <laughs>